thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Hey, thanks for tuning in again to Mums the Word. It's Kaz Jaff here and we are at episode 77 and I'm very excited to introduce Natalie van Gelder this week discussing a very important topic very close to my heart. She's a mother of two kids and decided to quit her job as the head of research and development at IMC Weekend School. And as a pedagogue, a child developmentalist, she wanted to spend more time with her kids, but also wanted to follow her ambition and start her own business. She was looking for a way to combine her passion for children and parenting and also her drive to run her business in her own time so that she could be there for her kids. She then discovered Baby Sensory and fell in love on the spot. It is a positive, preventative, not problem-driven, and is a great inspiration for parents. At the course, parents learn all about children's developmental phases and how parents can stimulate their development through play, communication, games, and music. And most of all, it is all just about having fun, which is what we're really talking about today, which is getting back to basics and the importance of play with your children in driving their development. And... um, uh, it's a really great episode. I enjoyed it a lot, and here it is. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Natalie, it's so lovely to have you on Mum's the Word. Please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, Cass. Thank you so much for having me on this lovely program. Um, well, I'm Natalie van Gelder. I'm uh, 36 years old, although I feel a bit younger. Uh, <laughs> I'm a mom of three. My oldest one is almost nine, a boy. And then my middle one, a girl, is just turned six. And my little one, uh, my baby, is almost two. So you almost did the nine, six, and three thing. You almost. almost, (laughs) um, I know the listeners can't see you, but you definitely don't look your age. So, yeah, that you don't feel it. Yeah, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Well, um, I mean, this is a a huge topic that we decided to touch on and I know we both love it um, yes. also professionally but also just generally as mums so um, let's get into it but before we do it would be great if you just gave us a little bit of your story and journey that brought you to what you're doing these days with Baby Sensory. Yes well um, while growing up I, I've always loved kids. I um, did a lot of babysitting while I was in uh, in high school. Uh, I did a lot of um, a voluntary work with kids. I did a lot of informal education, hosting camps, uh, and I just loved seeing kids uh, develop. How did they how they develop? And I, I always wanted to participate in that. So from an early age on, I had the idea to either study psychology uh, or um, Pedagogische Wetenschappen, that's Dutch. Uh, it's it, it, it's a field that doesn't really, um, it, the study as such uh, often in other countries is a, 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 a field of uh, developmental psychology, but in Holland it's a, it's, it's, it's its own master studies. So uh, I ended up choosing, choosing that. And it's all about um, uh, the science of upbringing, about parenting, about development of kids. Uh, I really loved it, every second of it. And um, 
I always thought that I would end up um, working as a therapist with kids. But during my end thesis, uh, I loved research so much that I wanted to continue in that field. And um, I actually got a bit of disappointed in the the official settings uh, where I had to do my internships. Um, so I decided to, to go a bit in the other direction because in order to become a therapist, I needed to do more internships in those big um, national in institutional clinics. And it really depressed me. And also I, I wanted to feel that I could help more, add more. And uh, I was a bit frustrated at the amount of, uh, paperwork I had to do and I, I was young and, and naive and I was thinking you know I can really make a change or help but actually I, I thought that was a little bit disappointing so I uh, my first job was um, at IMC weekend school which is a very cool organization I, I still love them it's um, it's a school for extracurricular activities for kids between um, 10 and 14 years old the last two grades of uh, elementary school and the first grade of high school uh, children from disadvantaged neighborhoods in order to um, uh, show them what there is in the world in in sense of um, uh, work field. So uh, we would uh, invite all sorts of different professionals from different work fields to come and talk about what they do and also to show the kids what they do. So we do law or medicine and, and journalism. And I worked there for almost 10 years, uh, uh, set up a research department to try to prove the benefits of this uh, this school um, and uh, uh, also did a lot of uh, policy making. And when I just started, there were only three schools in, in Amsterdam and now there's more than 10 over Holland. Um, it was very much fun working for such an organization with um, ideals um, but also that organization grew bigger and bigger and bigger and uh, um, there was a director and there was a board and uh, I was passionate about some of the ideas and um, I wasn't at that point able to um, to uh, actualize them and that was also the time I had my second child and after giving birth to my second child I was in um, I, I had pelvic problems uh, and that was a moment for me to rethink my work life uh, balance. Uh, and that was the moment I decided, actually, I, I want to change what I'm doing uh, because although I love what I was doing, I didn't feel I could learn or m much more. And also I, I really felt very strongly with a, a three year old and a newborn that I really needed to do something if I would leave my kids with a babysitter, um, then I, it needed to be something I really fully believed in um, uh, that I can really make the difference uh, as a, a, a pedagogue, not to take care of other people's children and leave my my own kids with someone else um, uh, for something that uh, that didn't satisfy me fully for more than 100% anymore. Um, and also funny, um, my dad has always told me that already when I was little that he uh, thought I um, uh, 
uh, I was very entrepreneurial mm-hmm. <laughs> that he thought I would always end up as a, in business somewhere and he would have liked that. Uh, so he was very happy when I told him I wanted to start my own company. Uh, and actually from there, then on, it felt like everything came on its place because I, I do feel that, uh, I, I like to work for myself, to have my own company, to be independent, to be flexible, but to do work in the field that I love with, with parents, with kids. Um, so that's basically how I, uh, how I uh, started with baby sensory. And I actually very coincidentally uh, ran into the, the idea because I was thinking what I, I, I already had the idea. I wanted to do something for myself and with kids, but I, I just couldn't figure out what. Um, so I started uh, 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 like a postdoctorate um, uh, uh, course uh, to become um, uh, uh, um, what's it? I'm searching for the word in English now. No, I said in Dutch then maybe I know. Yes. Uh, oh, cognitive um, behavioral therapist. Very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for that. Uh, so it, uh, I was in, in half of the, the course. And then again, I had this moment feeling, well, this is not exactly what I want, dealing with problems, dealing with kids where already so many things are wrong or have escalated to become a problem. I wanted to um, work be- with kids before problems appear. Uh, and I wanted to do it in a very a happy way in a preventive way and at that same moment I ran into someone who told me about baby sensory uh, who went to baby sensory in the UK and said to me you know this would be really something for you so I took my baby who was then about six months to a class and I absolutely fell in love with the program everything in it was so magical the music the activities the 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 um, developmental information that's given out to parents and it then just all of this came together and it felt right so i just came home told my husband this is it this is what i'm going to do <laughs> and he's like oh i thought you were doing this study and you were <laughs> exactly well yeah so i took a pause with the studying and i never never <laughs> never ended it um and i started with a branch in uh, in amsterdam uh, i opened my own branch a tiny little branch um and i loved it so much um that after a while, uh, there were already some other branches running throughout the, the Netherlands that I had the feeling that the, um, the man who had uh, opened Baby Century in Holland, uh, who didn't have the background I have, like the, 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 the child mm-hmm. educational background, he had a business background, and that meant that I was dealing with uh, talks with professionals, talks with the media. So it, it felt that I was already running the, the company more than only my own branch. And he also wanted to continue to sell um, the company. He was uh, already retired. He just did this as fun. <laughs> and then his wife uh, turned ill. And for me, that was the moment to step in and to say, you know what, then this is the moment I will take over. And uh, yeah, that's how, how it started for me to um, to take over Baby Century Netherlands uh, and to um, and not only run my own 
branch in, in Amsterdam where I'm organizing all the classes, but also to to uh, 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 search for, select, and train and um, and guide new franchisees uh, throughout the Netherlands and yeah. Belgium and Luxembourg. Oh wow. <laughs> There's no stopping you. I mean, you can absolutely hear the passion coming through as you're speaking about it. And it really is, you know, you know, when it's the right place, right time. And, you know, all the, all the, you know, universe collides and it just, it just works. And it just sounds like that is totally what's happened here. And I think you just have to, you just have to go with it when it's all going so well. It's a message, isn't it? Yeah. True. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, well, I mean, for someone who's never heard of Baby Sensory, I'm going to get you to just run through just, I mean, obviously maybe some ages, what a class looks like. Um, just imagine I know nothing. Okay. Okay, well, it's quite hard to uh, imagine you knowing nothing with all your... Okay, okay. <laughs> imagine imagine the listeners know nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Baby Sensory is um, uh, a parental program designed by Dr. Lynn Day in the UK uh, nearly 11 years ago. Uh, it's a program uh, designed especially for newborn babies uh, until uh, 15 months, uh, in which parents will be given all sorts of deve developmental information about the uh, different stages babies go through and how they can stimulate their development through um, interaction, massage, baby sign language, um, games, singing, music, all sorts of different activities. And in, the, in our classes, we also carry out those activities together. So we will always explain what a, an activity what it's good for, what its goal is, and then we'll do it all together in class. And uh, every class is very structured, so we always begin with the same song and we end with the same song. And the other activities in between always differ. We have different themes, um, and they're all designed to uh, to yeah stimulate play and the interaction between parents and kids. Yeah, like bonding and things. So. So, yeah. I mean, when you say newborn, I mean, what's the youngest that you've had in a class? Like how, I mean, how newborn, newborn are we talking? Um, well, in general, average people will come with their baby when they're uh, around five, six, seven weeks old. But we've had people with like three or four weeks old. That yeah. was really, really young. And obviously those little ones, they're just asleep most of the time. But that doesn't matter because whatever information we give to the parents, um, they will take it home. And um, uh, parents come to our classes for a lot of different reasons. One of them, obviously, is the, 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 the activities we do to do them during class, um, to get the developmental information, to get like the play ideas for at home, but also to bond with other parents to, um, we get a lot of expats that don't have any relatives nearby and their husband works. And it can be very uh, lonely to be in a, in a foreign country uh, where you don't have your parents around or you don't have a lot of friends around that have babies in the same age. So um, really, I see a lot of, of, of moms coming just because they want to meet other moms or they want to get out of the house or they want um, uh, uh, in the older group, they, their kids aren't going to daycare. So they want their babies to see other babies. Uh, so people come to us for all sorts of different reasons. And um, 
they take from it whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can, especially if it's like, you know, in the Dutch winter and that can be quite isolating, huh? That you, yeah. you don't know anyone as well. And so, um, obviously it runs in sort of like modules or blocks and things like that. And, and that class, it's a newborn to 15 month class or you've got them separated no, into age groups. Age groups. Yeah. yeah. We have a, um, a group from zero to six months okay. and from seven to 15 months. And we just started a, like a even mini, mini group within the zero to six months because we felt that there are such big differences even within that group. Uh, so we have now a mini baby century group from zero to three months. Also in the time that moms in Holland still are in their maternity leave, which is way too short, but that's a different topic. Topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, to also give them the, the chance to, to hang around with moms, with diff, with babies in the same age group. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know we discussed um, in our pre-chat, but also um, we both agree that um, one of the things that's important that I know you would be doing in class is to, is to, um, talk about tummy time and I'm sure probably even do some exercises that encourage um very much so yeah yeah um we've seen in, in the last 10 years um where with the uh, sleeping on their back campaign yeah. um that a lot of babies uh do not spend any or at least way too too uh, less uh, not enough uh, time on their bellies um, and if you think about the, the amount of time babies are being carried uh, or pushed around in, in strollers in maxi cozies in uh, sitting in high chairs being um, not being able to move freely uh, it's quite shocking if you add all those hours on the day um, so the amount of time that babies spend just on the floor, on their tummy, being able to to exercise their whole body uh, is 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 really, too, in my um, opinion and my experience, it's too little. Um, and uh, uh, we we get parents in our classes with babies that are seven, eight months old, and they tell us that they they never put their baby on their on their stomach because they they don't like it. Um, and we, we really try to encourage them from the beginning on to do that and also to sh- show them um, or give them ideas how to do it so that the baby will enjoy it more. So to also get down on their, on their stomach and um, sing with the baby on the floor or do a game on the floor or roll with them or put them on the ball or all sorts of ways to make it more enjoyable for a baby. But for parents to do understand that it's really necessary. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably a little bit less soft on this topic than you, Natalie. I'm really quite um, in people's face about it because of how important it is. I mean, a baby is never going to be able to sit upright if it doesn't develop the extension tone or the, the muscles on the back of its spine. I mean, we are upright beings, and if we lay on our back, we're not developing those muscles whatsoever. So, yeah. you know, people are really wanting to get the baby to sit up. So they'll use a bumbo or they'll use some other device. And it's like, actually, the baby needs to develop its musculature on the back of its spine to defy gravity. And yeah. and, and to do so, it's never going to do it laying on its back. And it has, um, it has to lay on its front. It has to learn how to lift its head. It has to learn how to develop a curve in its neck. This is, this is how we have stresses um, 
distributed along the spine that we do have curves in our spine. We move from a primary curve in utero and then we develop the curve in our neck when we learn how to hold our head, ideally within the first, um, you know, 12 weeks of life. We want to be able to hold our head upright. Now, a baby laying on their back all day is not developing any neck muscles and no curve. And then in terms of seating and then getting upright and, and standing, we need, and there's a lot of neurological reasons why that you and I both know that we don't have to go into it in that much depth. But even if a baby doesn't like it, they yep. have to learn to do it. And I, I, I know that they are doing exercise for the first time and it's a strain and we're not saying put them there and leave them, you know, there you go, um, son, and uh, you've got to stay there for 15 minutes. I mean, there are ways to do it, but just yeah. because they don't like it, my baby cries, they don't like it, is nowhere near a reason no. that you're helping them keeping them away from crying, if you knew the importance, and this is what I stress with my clients, if you knew that their whole motor development lies in the very importance of their ability to develop extension tone and fire up to the back of the brain, you would be doing it all day, every day. And people just aren't told this. And um, oh, that's, yeah. I am very happy you as a medical profession stress this because um, what we try to do is give in a, in a, a much softer way all this developmental information about the importance of tummy time also for the um for all the the, the rest of the the um, uh, motory development correct and as a as a first step for them in order to be able to crawl and i see that parents use it a bit as a competition that oh wow my baby walks at 10 months and we try to tell them you know it's not it's 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 not the the earlier they they walk the better um they just need to be on their stomach and they need to be um uh having the enough um the time to explore their their surroundings on their stomach and to go upwards to push their hands on the floor mm -hmm. to to get the um, the the stretch of their fingers uh, even related to to hand eye um, correct for yeah. coordination and yeah. um it's it's really simple but a, a lot of parents just don't know this basic knowledge and um just by telling them in in our classes uh, who are uh, which are not for for parents with a um, parenting problem or not for kids with a developmental delay it's just for every parent and every child baby um to have some quality time together to play together because uh, in my opinion that's a, a a problem of our time that we are all so busy we have to do everything perfect we have jobs we have kids we have sports we have friends we have hobbies we have a lot of things we need to do um so and we're busy we have all our devices and we have our computers and we have our laptops and iphones and social media so parents are really busy and um we really try to to offer a, an environment at least one hour a week that they can come to to just um old school play together and often yeah. parents, people ask me well why do you need this like new hocus pocus baby class i mean years ago parents didn't need it and babies ended up fine and then i answer to them you know it's not that babies something is wrong with babies if they don't come to our class not at all but actually what we do is very old school it's not new at all it's just going back to what our grandparents did and going on on hands and knees and crawling with our baby or playing horse on the ground or singing lots of songs which in nowadays parents don't do anymore for, uh, by nature because we've forgotten 
those silly play uh, and also we've it, it it seems a bit like we don't know how important it is because we get people in our classes that are really uh, highly educated um, and I, I'm often amazed with the questions they ask us or with the, the things they say about um, let's say the importance of reading to babies or talking not only to babies but with babies um, uh, still a lot of parents think that you know babies don't understand them or uh, you don't need really need to talk to them because they don't understand what you say anyway um, and they f they feel a bit ashamed or embarrassed or shy to talk to a baby that doesn't say anything back but you know if you look at a baby very well you see that they really do talk back you just have to know what you're looking for you just have to look at them really well and interact with them and um, for me that that is the the the, the higher goal or purpose of why I'm doing this, I, I really um, wish that we, we uh, for sure in Holland, I think we're a bit behind on that, uh, would realize how important the first month of life are. The first one and a half years or the first three years, uh, like, there's nothing in the lifetime that's more important than the, the, the fundament that's been laid down in those early years or month and we spend so much time discussing later on about developmental problems or about behavioral problems or learning problems and i think so many of those problems can be prevented or could have been prevented if we've we as a society would have done more with our babies um in those early days so the whole early years education the it's it's very slowly but surely waking up here in Holland, but I think we're very much behind on that field. I mean, and what you're talking about here is looking in their eyes and their connection and, you know, I mean, from what I know is that their, their cues, even though they're nonverbal, their facial expressions, they're just yeah. observing us all the time. I mean, yeah. you know, all of that stuff is so important. And if you're not looking them in the eye and you're not having that contact, they're not getting those cues. I mean, I don't know the research, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was something about those babies in orphanages that don't get that contact and speech and things like and, and communication and comprehension is, is far lower than the people that were really spoken to. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I know the research better than me. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of research that the the the, the need of um, uh, affection and interaction and, and and communication is is so important for the development and for the whole later social development. Their 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 ability to to have interaction, social interactions later on in life. Um, it it's all in those first months and the 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 way parents um interact with their children they lay the the the, the basis for that mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's it's really when we go back to it it's like the original facetime isn't it i mean we're not talking uh steve jobs uh apple but we're talking real contact looking in their eyes and yeah, yeah being silly also right just throwing them in the air i mean all the things that we know about um rough play and and kids tumbling and moving and how much they don't move these days i mean yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think these should be an adult baby sensory. <laughs> I'm probably not the first person to say that, actually. You know, but um, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny that you say that because also we sometimes have special classes for dads, and it's also funny to see the difference how dads tr treat babies and how moms treat babies. Right. And um, like uh, playing uh, um, 
uh, airplane or throwing the babies in the in, in the sky a lot of moms tend to say oh be careful you don't break them you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so we 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 try to show them the, you know the, the babies um they're they're born not only with a hunger for milk but they're born with a hunger for um experiences they want to learn they they even learn in the womb they they're not stupid um uh, creatures they're they're very smart and they can do much more than so many people know and um i think we should give the babies the respect they owe uh, they 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 actually earn um because they are so because they are so clever and because they they do um understand a lot of what's going on and i think um that Babies don't want to be dragged around and, and taken from one place to another. They want to be told what you're what you're going to do before you take them, p- pick them up. Um, so it, it's a lot about uh, a, a way also um, people think about babies. And fortunately, more and more people, because of the, the research that's been um, uh, going on with with babies and baby research labs and um, you, you see much more articles now also on uh, uh, newspapers about baby development so it's getting there um, the importance of it and um, uh, I, I think there's still a lot of uh, steps to go in that field but um, um, what what I often tell parents when I explain to them what Baby Century is all about, because a lot of people do know Maria Montessori and what she's done for like um, uh, four-year-old kids for elementary school, for pre, pre-kindergarten. Um, so I try, try to explain to them, well, that, that sensory development doesn't start when the kids go to school. It starts when they when they're born. Uh, actually, the, the sensory development already starts in the in the womb. They can already see in a very basic way, but um, th- their sense of smell or their sense of uh, taste or their sense of um, hearing already is is, is um, developed in the womb. So when they're born, there's so much they already can see, they already can hear, they already can smell, um, and it's just a great way for them to experience the world through their senses and um it's it's proven that people in general learn most when they see when they feel when they discover when they experience it with all their senses and 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 that's what what babies want they want to discover and learn about the world through their senses in interaction with you as a parent with so much great information provided on each episode, we've created an easy way for you to stay up to date on keeping your family happy, healthy, and safe. For exclusive content, as well as show notes, links for everything we discuss on the episode, as well as a free newsletter to help keep you informed, visit mumsthewordpodcast.com. From memory, you have like things like obviously water play and crinkly paper. and I mean, you're really touching all the senses in the class. I mean... Or is yeah. it you focus per class? Like today we're going to do sound, and next time we're going to do touch. Or is it is no, it a mix? No, of- it's quite mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have themes, but that would be like on a more on, on a different type of level. So uh, one class is about books and bells, and the other class is about uh, sleep techniques, and the other class is about um, massaging. But during those classes, then we use the different senses. Um, uh, 
it within the activities. So uh, we have an uh, we have an activity with with um, different smells on in, in in small boxes for babies to smell, or uh, we have like a treasure baskets with all sorts of harvest from from the from outside to show uh, parents also that whatever babies play with doesn't have to be the most expensive um, toys. It can be whatever you have at home and you can make yourself sensory bottles or bottles with, uh, obviously it needs to be safe for a baby to play with, but um, you can do so much with uh, a stocking with rice inside or with a, um, a bottle of water with, um, with some pasta inside and use it as a shaker. Um, and we, we do use a lot of materials for uh, different textures for babies to, to feel, to wrinkle, uh, that make noises, that have a different feel. Um, uh, so within every session, uh, there's music for sure, because we always listen to music, because music, listening to music is one of the best things you can do for brain development. Uh, and it's so much fun also to do together. Um, uh, it's relaxing. It can influence the mood. So all our activities are um, with music on the background, but also a lot of activities we do are to make music themselves. So we have xylophones, we have shakers, we have jingle bells, we have all sorts of musical instruments, yeah. or just with pots and pans and spoons. Um, and music is also a great way for, for babies to, to get rid of their stress, um, to learn about cause and effect. If I shake it here, the music comes there. Also for the for their ears, for their hearing to develop. Um, uh, and yeah, obviously we do a lot of singing. Nursery rhymes, uh, action rhyme is so important for the uh, language development, um, to learn words, to uh, learn about the yeah, the, the the way a language works uh, and it's also a great way to to interact together um, to do like songs head shoulders knees and toes uh, sometimes people think that's really weird to do that with a baby because obviously they won't be able to do that um, when they're four months old but then you do it with your baby or for your baby and you will be amazed um, how quickly they pick up where they their body parts are and they will learn so much about um uh in in sense of body awareness um that they'll be able to point to their nose uh after you've repeated that obviously a couple of times uh well in my opinion it's strange that people only start doing those songs when they're in kindergarten why can't you do that with a baby it's so much fun to sing together uh besides all the learning um effects it's just fun you see you will see them uh, responding to singing together and the, the eye contact and especially for parents that find it hard to talk with to a baby or with a baby because they don't respond then singing is even even easier so i would advise all parents sing along every day make up your own songs uh to um to I did that so much. I did that so much making up songs. Like, you know, you also, you know, make silly songs that you just think, yeah, you're trying to sing your child to relax them. And you're like, well, what's that other one we sang when we were little? And you, you, you've done your incy wincy spider and you've done, you know, you, you sort of do the, I don't know, like round around the merry, you know, merry bush and, you know, yeah. all these ones. And so I think it's actually great to have a class where it's like, oh, that's right. We're going to teach you all those ones that you're going to need, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and also to step over their their um, sense of uh, 
A sheep. What is that sheep? sound? There's an animal in the back that I reckon that would be great to take to your class. There's some cool bird in the background. Um, oh, I can I, hear, I, that's it, funny. I thought you were seeing a, me. There's a cat just oh, now. Oh, it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's amazing like bird calling sound in the background. I was like, yeah, I can hear that. Like, oh, it sounded really um, rhythmical. It didn't sound like a cat at all. <laughs> she or he wants to be part of the podcast well that's yeah, i think so yeah i had to laugh when, when we, just now because just before i was putting my kids to bed and my my youngest one really hates to brush his teeth mm-hmm. so i made up a song and now every time when he brushes or when i brush his teeth i need to sing the song and <laughs> and, and now he likes the song so much that i um every time he stops Pushing his teeth, uh, brushing his teeth. I stopped singing, so that works like <laughs> so good, so good. Well, all the mums listening out there, the ones at least with all the kids, know what we're talking about, and all the ones with babies in their bellies or ones they've just had are going to be, yeah, they're they're getting an eye opener here that they're going to be, you know, singing soon, and all those uh, old tunes are going to have to come back their way from their childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And please don't be shy. And even if you don't have a nice voice, your baby won't care about that. He, for for him or her, it will be the, the best voice to listen to. At least not that until they're teenagers anyway, right? Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're <embarrassed. laughs> then they're embarrassed about everything you do. So then, then you can just do it as well. Exactly. So. That's true. That's true. Well, um, yeah, that's great. That's great info. I, I would love for you to share um, a quote or an affirmation um, with the listeners and its meaning to you. Wow, that's a hard one. I can be anything along the parenting uh, parenting line as well. It doesn't have to be related to baby sensory. Well, in lines of what we just said, just to give you to jog to jog your um your thinking, uh, I love pick your battles. I mean, that for me is is such a great um, manifesto in in yes. parenting <laughs> because it's yes. for sure it's really sure. going to be important later on you know like yeah so many you know okay just just wear those mismatched socks and that crazy outfit you know that's not going to work but really? you're going to be freezing but okay you're going to learn that you needed to take that jumper with you for example yeah well in in that in that way my daughter went to a birthday party dressed in her hello kitty pajamas <laughs> one and she never did that again yeah. and i let i let her do that and yeah a lot of parents came up to me. Why is she wearing her pajamas? You know, she didn't want to dress any anything else, so I just let her. And um, yeah, by the end of the party, she told me, "I wish I would have <laughs> worn something else." Yeah, and it, it's it is so true. You cannot go around, I think, debating everything the whole day with your child. And uh, um, my daughter is now six years old, and when she was between two and five, we she would used to have her opinions about what to wear every day and now she's the most easy <laughs> easy going she always asks me mom what do you want me to put on you know it's it's funny how how also things go go by and maybe my 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 quote would be um live in the moment because um i i see now also with three kids there's always something in the stage you are now um, with my little one waking up still at five o'clock in the morning or with my uh, with my older one wanting to become more independent you can always you know uh, uh, be uh, um, upset or be uh, stressed with with what's wrong or, or difficult in that age group or age developmental age stage um, but 
before you know it, it's over. So mm. I would try to enjoy every phase and every um, uh, developmental stage there is, and and try to look on the at the the the, the great uh, stuff there is at that moment. Because before you know it, there'll be in the next stage, and you'll you'll look back to that. Such a good reminder. I think if we could ask someone who's got a fifteen-year-old, and they'd go, "Oh, I miss that," you know them coming into the bed and snuggling or you know yeah. that they want me to tie their shoelaces or that they want me to you know have that in the mummy lap and have a you know like I mean that's what you hear all the time so I I think that's beautiful you know like enjoy every phase really, every, really like that every moment and every phase and with the ups and the downs with everything that comes with it yeah yeah. It will be over soon. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, I do ask uh, our guests to share a time that maybe wasn't so easy, whether it was in their professional life or whether it was in their personal motherhood uh, experience uh, to date, that, so that at least the listeners can um, can affiliate and, and resonate and know that, you know, it, it is not all a bed of roses but also that we can learn and hopefully not reinvent the wheel as well. Is there, is there a time you wanted to share that was maybe not so rosy? And how you got out of it? No, not a specific time, but it, it just comes and goes. Uh, um, the the struggle between uh, running my own business and being a mom of three, three, and giving all three of them the 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 what they need, attention wise. Um, I think that's an ongoing struggle, and the one day the one hour one week the one month it goes better than the next or mm-hmm. or maybe i'm i'm more or less strict on myself but what i've learned is to to really make um uh blocks of times and the times that i am with my kids i really try not to spend on work because i i've i've uh, uh, experienced that when you want to do both at the same time it just doesn't go well and you end up feeling feeling doing short at both fields yeah your mama guilt is there always there's always the guilt if it's from one when spending time with one kid and being guilt feeling guilty until for the other one and when working feeling guilty to all kids and when being with the kids feeling guilty to not spending enough time my company so there's always the guilt and i think that's the 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 toughest struggle to deal with and um for me that was a learning point and I think I'm at a point now that I, I feel you know I really want to to enjoy my kids and uh, the, the time they're they're small and um, if that means that my company will grow a little bit less quick than it would have when I wouldn't have done that then I'm really happy and fine with that yeah no I ditto here here yeah <laughs> absolutely you don't get this time back and no yeah, I don't think you lay on your deathbed, um, if we do lay on our deathbed, I think, but I don't think you lay there thinking, oh, God, like, you know, I, sh- I should have uh, built that business bigger, <laughs> you know. You, yeah. you, you're grateful that you had the time with them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love you to share um, some resources with the listeners or ones that have helped you along your journey, I guess maybe if it could be either in the motherhood realm or more in the, um, in the guess, this, uh, the importance of play, what would you share? Um, well, as I mentioned before, Maria Montessori, she's a big, um, I don't know, a big child uh, development and, and yeah. yeah, but I was looking for, <laughs> it's true. That's what she is. Um, like a visionary, 
Exactly. And um, I think she's done some great work um, opening eyes of people in order to show people, parents, but also educationers, uh, teachers, how children learn. And uh, it's not just sitting at a desk and, and, and doing numbers or doing math or doing words, how you write them. It's so much more than that. It's experiencing. Um, and, and I think uh, for me, a lot came from the, reading her work and just seeing that what she's reading, what she said, uh, what she has um, uh, developed and um I really strongly believe in it that in order to to develop and to grow, you need to experience the world with all of your senses. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. And what about some other? Is there anything else you wanted to share? Um, uh, also, in in, in the, um, I, I like the work of Gordon, uh, the Gordon method of uh, listening to children or the the way. Uh, to communicate with children, um, I think it's very important to uh, give children a, a say and um, uh, to not decide everything for kids, but also to treat them like a, um, a, the other party and, and give them a say as well about their own life. Yeah. Uh, so his work has really helped as well. Yeah, I don't know him. Sounds great. Yeah, I would definitely recommend uh, reading something of him and uh, listening to children or uh, he's done a lot about um, uh, how to make con real contact with kids and how, how to talk to them in a way that real interaction comes from it. And um, yeah, basically that's it. <laughs> is, that, is that not how to talk to kids so kids will listen and that's not that no. guy as well? That's a different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, just for fun, what's um, what's something if you could go back and tell your um, early pregnant self some advice in uh, in parenting or motherhood that you would tell yourself now? Uh, first of all, that um, to relax. Okay. I remember myself with my first one. I was so much more tensed and stressed about everything small thing that could go wrong than with my third one um, that I wish all moms, new new moms would have that, that confidence that everything will be fine anyway and that whenever they have a cold it's not that they're really <laughs> seriously sick or when they fall it's very <laughs> serious um, so yeah I think that makes life much easier for mom and baby uh, not to be so worried all the time um yeah I would, I would have I would have wished I would have had that calm and uh, um, be, be being so relaxed as I am now yeah would have wished that, that came a bit earlier <laughs> wouldn't we all <laughs> it comes with time I think yeah it yeah. just comes with experience it's true it's true well, um, this has been great. I would love for you to share with the listeners how they can find out more about your services and, and I guess Baby Sensory as well. I know you've got a lot of links to share, so um, share away. Well, thank you. Um, uh, well, we have a website, www.babysensory.nl. There you can see all the branches we have at the moment in the Netherlands, which are um, Amersfoort, Alkmaar, uh, Den Haag and Amsterdam. 
Uh-huh. And, and we are always looking for new, um, new, inspiring, uh, bubbly people that uh, share our beliefs and want to open branches in other parts of, of Holland to spread the, the magic. Um, so we also have some information about that on our website for people that want to uh, become a franchisee. And we also run other programs now based on Baby Sensory for slightly older kids, Toddler Sense for the toddlers, and Mini Professors is a science program for kids aged two to seven years old um, in order for them to to do actual experiments and hands-on see how science works. And also from an earlier age, uh, um, make them enthusiastic for science and not wait until they're in uh, uh, middle school or elementary school or even high school um, at, uh, till a time where they think everything is boring. So we really want to uh, give them the love and passion for science from an early age on. So that's on our website. We also have a Facebook page, Baby Century. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Baby Century Netherlands and Baby Century of all the, the cities I mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a whole different world these days, all the, all the social media um, links that we need to have as well. But it is all about getting the message out there. So, um yeah, I mean, this has been a great topic. I know we could talk about it for longer and, and, and there are definitely some different branches of this that we could also uh, make some other episodes on. I really appreciate your time, um, mother to mother, getting our kids in bed and uh, making the time to uh, to do this. And, um, yeah, it's been really great. I can't wait to share your message. Thank you so much. And I'm uh, uh, happy that none of the kids came out of bed this yeah, time. Yeah, mine neither. <laughs> <laughs> well done so yeah third time lucky for you and second time lucky we're getting we're getting there we're getting there right yes thanks it was great talking to you and thank you uh Cass for making this great initiative oh thank you all right take care bye bye thank you for joining us on this episode of mum's the word please remember to subscribe rate and review us on itunes and join us on our facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.